Pour a bowl of cereal and turn on the TV. I'm watching my cartoons, please don't bother me. I could grow up tomorrow, pay the bills and be responsible. But today it just doesn't feel possible. Let's talk about life and death and everything between. Things that keep you up at night and idiosyncrasy. Public matter etiquette and matches we can't see. Girls need to know where the nature of reality. Let's talk about life and death and everything between. Breakfast foods and bad times, the cartoons on the TV. Breakfast foods and bad times, the cartoons on the TV. Is Barfy gonna die? No. He's gonna be just fine. Barfy's immortal? <laughs> he will be fine in a couple of days. Someday he will die. Okay. He's uh having a rough week this week. Just spewing blood out of his asshole, basically. <laughs> That's what's happening. You can you can spare everyone all of the other details. That's the worst of it. <laughs> Oh, that's not the worst of it. We are sparing graphic details. Of blood spurting out of his asshole? I'm I'm not going to say on the microphone what detail I'm sparing our listeners. Okay. But I'm going to say a keyword to you that's going to make you understand what part we're skipping. Okay, I think I know. Hamburger. Yeah, yeah okay. Hamburger. <clears throat> um, that was exactly the word I was expecting. Yeah, so he's he's had a real tough week. Um, he's been to the vet twice. He had blood work. He had his poo checked out. He has been on several different medications. He's just sad. Yeah, he also looks very lethargic, and he just looks sick. Like, his fur is getting kind of gross, and he looks like he's aged about five years in the last couple of days. And, uh... Whenever you get off the phone with the vet, can we do the podcast, or... Oh, I'm sorry, uh... (laughs) Uh, doctor, uh, I have to uh, I have to mm-hmm. podcast real quick. Yeah, I know, I, I know you. I owe you ten thousand dollars for Arvie's mm-hmm. Arvie's uh, medication. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, okay, not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he. Uh, so we've had a, a very sick sick little guy around the house. Yeah, for the past couple of days, and it's been hard on everyone because he's having a tough week, and it's really hard to take care of him, but. He got the right kind of treatment today, I think, and I think he's. I think in the He'll next. He'll be fine. I think in the next twenty four hours, we're really going to see him turn his, a corner. His spirits have improved. He's yeah, and his uh, his stools have improved. I'll say that as politely as I can. And um, he just he's starting to look vibrant, yeah. you know. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in for this week's edition of the Dog Poop Podcast. Uh, <laughs> make sure to. Send all your emails and tweets to... Oh, well, I was going to say, don't forget to look at our <laughs> Facebook gallery. <laughs> and make our, sure you tag all your friends. Our Instagram account is where it's... <laughs> oh, the most popular Instagram. Ow, are you just beat me? <laughs> um, Why did he bite you? Because I was rubbing his back with my foot. I thought oh. I was petting him, but I guess he didn't think so. <laughs> he was like, get that fucking stinky <laughs> foot off of me. Um... I know RV ruined our riff train, but I really wanted to say that the Vine account for the, the Dog Poo podcast... It's very ropey. Oh, man. Too far. Too far. Um, so, Jack. Yeah. This week, mm. I talked you... you... You didn't talk me into going it. I, I, I really wanted to go see this movie. 
Yeah, so Jack and I, earlier this week, went to the cinema, and we saw the new Mike Birbiglia-directed film, Don't Think Twice. And he wrote it and stars in it. He did those things. He did do those things. And, um... I think he got, uh, Executive Life Ruiner, too, on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it really fucked us up. I mean... <clears throat> I didn't cry. Yeah, but me neither. I wanted to. Yeah, the I didn't whole cry. time. Yeah, I definitely didn't cry at all. Did you see me leave the theater with my sunglasses on? No. There was there it was, was not daytime. There was one other person in there, a lady was seeing it alone, and I was looking to her to see if she had some sort of reaction. Maybe we could share a Whoa, that was something, right? Well, she held the door for me on the way out. Yeah. So I had my sunglasses on so she couldn't see Couldn't that. see that that you were checking her out? No. That you were looking at her breasts? Her eyes are up here, Maverick? <laughs> yeah, it's all that. Yep, that's all. I'm okay. I'm a hideous, disgusting pig. and that's... You're just a terrible chauvinist who didn't cry at this, <laughs> at this movie. No, that's what women do when they watch movies. <laughs> uh, I just look at tits. <laughs> By the way, there weren't enough tits in this movie. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I had we had some rough feelings coming out of that theater. Yeah, it was too real. Was the problem? Yeah, uh, it it covered a lot of like uncomfortable social interactions of like disintegrating friendships, basically. There are, like, a lot of very real reactions between this close group of friends and how they deal with not just jealousy of each other, but, like, spending too much time with each other and, like, getting on each other's nerves and, like, dealing with, like, like uh, one of the characters has a, a his, his father is in a horrible accident yeah. and they're, like, they want to be there for him, but then, like, it's it's hard to... It's, it's like the movie The Big Chill. Yes. Which is about suicide. That's how Mike described it. It's oh okay. It's it's about suicide. In this movie, I would call it the big tense because it's worse than a movie about suicide. <laughs> and when I say worse, I mean it was a great movie. It's a very well done movie. No, it's just it's it's hard right. to watch. Yeah. And and I want to say I absolutely love movies that make me feel really uncomfortable. Yeah. That like if I have to cover my eyes because it's so cringy. Or, like, if I have to, like, ride Put on around. your sunglasses so that the lady well, in the theater doesn't see that you I cried. mean, there's a difference between a movie that makes me cry and a movie that makes me uncomfortable. And, like... Right, like, Bambi doesn't make you uncomfortable, but it does make you cry. Bambi doesn't make me, like... The Devil Wears Prada doesn't make you uncomfortable, but you... I don't cry when I watch The Devil Wears Prada. All right. <laughs> um, I don't know how that movie ends, so maybe is it sad? Um, I think... Uh, Is it a happy end, cry? At the end of the movie, Anne Hathaway gets Meryl Streep's job, and then she hires an intern, and that intern is Robert De Niro. And she's really terrible to him, because she learned nothing. Right. Okay. Exactly. Um, so, you know, uh, I like I, I was sitting in my chair, and I was like rolling up into the fetal position, because I couldn't handle yeah. how intense the interactions yeah. between some of the characters were. I, I, I like, I looked looked down and like was watching through my fingers a lot. <laughs> it was like it was like a horror movie, except instead of a, a murderer or a mutant or a ghost, it was 
reality. The sad reality of adulthood and failure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that brings me to what I really want to talk about about this movie, is that it really is a hard look at success. It's like the Babadook, but without supernatural stuff. <laughs> it's just like, your life is terrible. I don't know what the Babadook is about. Uh, it's about a woman who hates her own child, and it's personified by a monster. Except... We need to talk about Kevin? <laughs> the Babadook is like the prequel. Don't we need to talk about Kevin? Um, so... We need to talk about Babadook. <laughs> what about Babadook? <laughs> that's, my, that's my favorite Bill Murray horror movie. About what Babadook? A, what about Babadook? It's, okay. not, it's not Ghostbusters. It's What About Babadook? <laughs> I liked About Babadook. <laughs> That. Babadook is doing very well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no one's my, going to my, get that joke. My favorite Green Day album about hating children is Babadookie. <laughs> I, I'm not going to get any Green Day references that okay. you make. Okay. Uh, okay. So, the movie is a hard look at how success can what success can mean to somebody what can it it can mean to the other people in your life what failure means when, when we got home I, I was like what was that movie about because i was hoping to find some glimmer of like if you want to avoid this this is what you should do but really it was just straight up sadness <laughs> up and down and you said I think it was a movie about success. And I was like, I think you're wrong. I think it's a movie about failure. Well, yeah. I, that's what I'm saying when I say that. There are, like like Mike said when he describes the movie... It's a movie about a lack of success. There are people in this movie that experience success, and there are people in this movie that experience failure. And in every way, all of the characters... You find, you know, this is what they really wanted or this isn't what they wanted or every nothing is really what it seems. The, the biggest thing that hit home for me is what do you want and is it too late to get that? That's something that okay. I, I've struggled okay. with. Okay, well, I mean, lot. at some point I want to get to, you know, like what characters did you feel relatable to and then and, and how did that relate? The, the, uh, the father figure who was in a terrible brain injuring accident. Um... You know, and it's like, um, it's like there's a lot of things about the movie that hit home for us because it's like, it's like, oh, I, I, I've, I've dealt with that, and I know what that's like. And having and, not reached the station in life that you thought you would. Well, you, you just said something that makes me think of of a way that movie made me think of how it relates to you. Is you said, "What do you want?" And I ask you all the time. What do you want to do with your life? To which I uh, provide realistic shoulder-shrugging actions. <laughs> your action figure has great shoulder-shrugging. Yeah. And, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's funny how different our two lives are in that I've had one goal since I was 12 years old. Mm -hmm. I've had the same dream, and I've never wanted anything else besides that one goal that I've spent every day of my life working towards. And you didn't ever spend one day of your life just like masturbating and eating peanut butter. I don't like peanut butter. <laughs> so what were you eating? Ice cream. Okay. 
Um, that was yesterday. No, uh, you know, and and you're and not that there's not that one of us is right and one of us is wrong, but you're yeah. totally opposite. I mean, you're going to be 31 next month, I mean, and I've, you don't know what you want to do. I have had a lot of goals or a lot of wishes, I guess, things that I would like. I would have liked to to do that, and then felt like it wasn't uh, wasn't within my reach, you know. Like band stuff. Like I would love to to be a successful musician, but that's probably just not in the cards, you know. Well, you, when I asked you after the movie, I said, "What character did you feel you could relate to the most?" You said Kate Micucci's character, who throughout the film is working. She, yeah, she has some ambitions. Yeah, she's working on a graphic yeah. novel. She likes to doodle, which mm-hmm. is a, a real thing from her life. Yeah, she really does in real life. Uh, she's a doodler, and. Um, and it's it's you you get the sense from watching the movie that it's that she's a character who she keeps talking about this graphic novel that she's going to do. Someday. She has she has good ideas and she has things that she wants to do, but I think feels discouraged from it, and that makes it hard for her to actually pursue it. Right, and so it ends up being put off and put off, and it's kind of this thing that she has in her life that's sort of marked by failure because she's never actually tried. Does that sound like anything in your life? Oh, just, you know, about all of it. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) Well, when... After this movie, we had such a hard time we went for ice cream. (laughs) And... Yeah. So, when we were eating ice cream, I was thinking about, like, the... These people in the movie had this, like, singular, all-consuming goal that they wanted for their lives and spent years working together towards it. And I was trying to think back on, like, what I wanted to be when I was really young. And, I like, I just thought, I remember, like, one of the first things I remember ever telling my mom that I wanted to be when I grew up was a camel. Why and I was you- like... I was right, man. I should have just been a fucking camel. It's got to be so much easier than whatever else I'm doing. Why did you want to be a camel? I mean, I was a little kid in a rural area. I think camels just seemed very exotic and camels, interesting. Now, people have been people have been known to say that smoking is cool and camels smoke. Did you think that camels were cool because no. they smoke? The camel is the mascot of camel cigarettes, not cool. Cool doesn't really have their own no, advertising yet. No, 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 no. Uh, have Joe, you ever... Joe Camel only smokes camels. He doesn't smoke cools. Have you, have you ever carried a large amount of water on your back? Yes. Did you feel like a camel that day? No. I think you were a camel that day. No. I well, think you accomplished your childhood dr- dreams. And yet it's brought me no closer to happiness. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> uh, I also wanted to be a bird. What kind of a bird? Just a bird. Just in general. I, I mean, not a flightless bird. <laughs> I mean, like a real bird, you know. None of those fat, ugly birds that can't get off the ground. I mean, like a legit bird. I feel like 
wanting to be a camel is like a cool unique goal and like wanting to be a bird is like like if i asked you what superpower do you want you're like oh flight like that's such an easy answer hmm i mean i, I look if you want to be a bird i'm not gonna stop you birds are just cool i'm not gonna stop you man okay i i i shouldn't i shouldn't shit on your bird dream like that well when i'm a bird i'll shit on you <laughs> or at least your car have you ever been pooped on by a bird? Um, maybe? I don't remember it well enough. Wow. Getting shit on doesn't even, like, give you a little memory? Like, oh. I, I asked know. you if you've ever been defecated on, and your answer is, maybe? You I don't said really by know. a bird. I mean, if it was okay, by so anything. Okay, so who else was it? <laughs> who else has taken a shit on me? Um, Besides... <laughs> I can remember at least one time that Arfie <laughs> peed on me. Mm. Was that recreational or? Like he was laying on my chest and he <laughs> oh, just stood God. up and peed on me. Are you serious? Yeah, that was like two weeks after I got it. <laughs> he was like, this is mine now. You're mine. <laughs> yeah, and then he took a cigarette and put it out on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, what a jerk. Um,. Can I talk about, uh, I'd like to talk about another scene in the movie that, um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if this is too forward, but it, it just made me really think of you. Okay. Oh God, I already, no, this, I already regret really this. sad. I movie. already fucking nope. regret this. Out with it now. There's a scene where one of the characters because it's about an improv group and mm-hmm. one of the characters is doing a scene where they're stuck in a well yeah and this other character in in the in the bit like in yeah. this in the improv scene is trying to rescue them from the they, well they have set up an unintentional but spot on metaphor for what's right. going on quickly it become it becomes not a, a comedy scene that they're doing but a metaphor for what the characters are going through in the movie and then there's this real moment where the character in the well says, I don't need you to save me from the well. I'm perfectly fine down here. Maybe I even belong in the well. Mm-hmm. And that well for me is big box store. <sighs> Do you belong in the big box store? Oh, that's a complicated question. Uh, there's something I, I've thought of a lot of times over my years working there is that there's a lot of people who work there who are just fucking stupid. People that I think are just dopey idiots who believe any stupid thing that the company tells them. And it would be very easy to look down on them for that. But they are happy. They are content. They're down for whatever. And there are people who realize it's bullshit, but they go, you know what? If I just buy into it, if I just lean into this and stick with it, then it's fine. And those people are all happier than me. (laughs) Season two of Superstore premiering on ABC this fall. (laughs) Yeah. That sounds like the plot description of of Superstore that you just said. Yeah, kind of. I mean, we've we've watched that show together, and it's... Well, it's not entirely accurate. I think it helps uh, capture some of that hopeless spirit. But, you know, people are nice. The people there are good. The employees or yeah. the customers? The employees. It's like, and there's a, 
a little bit of a hey we're all in this together kind of feeling mm-hmm. I've, I've had that feeling yeah. at uh, some places I've worked at yep I mean did you feel anything about your own personal life when you watched that scene uh, yeah I mean I won't say that it's like a direct analog no, for no. how I've but no, I, I totally see I just, why you felt like you related to Kate Micucci's character. That, that movie just overall left me with a lot of feelings. It's going to take some time to, to untangle all that. Well, we're I, we're my, working it out here on mic, buddy. My, my girlfriend was like, uh, hey, do you want to talk tonight? And I was like, I, mm. I was like, um, I'm just having a lot of feelings. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, yeah. I understand. You That's suggested fine. we go on a poker walk when we got home. And I was like, I think we should go on two separate poker walks. Yeah. Because we just had a lot to think about. Um, I, I went out and just sat down someplace quiet for a while. Yeah. I mean, it, is it about success or is it about failure or is it about both? I think it's about failure. I mean, one is kind of defined by the other. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was kind of trying to say. Um, do you mind if I... <sighs> Well, people are probably listening to this and thinking, like, what the fuck? This is supposed to be about cartoons. <laughs> uh, well, we're not talking about cartoons this week. Yeah, we are. Um, so are we done talking about the movie? Did you want... What, what did you want to say? I thought you were about to segue into it. Well, I was kind of, you know, interviewing you about your thoughts about it, and I thought maybe you might flip the tables but then you're just like oh, fuck nope, that let's, let's just let's yeah just let's just move on, on. Yeah. <laughs> so there's hey quick poll anyone care what Maverick feels <laughs> nope I don't see any hands let's <laughs> um, so Maverick yeah what was your favorite preview before we saw the <laughs> I gotta say it looked like there was some good art house stuff coming up that that Shia movie yeah that looked pretty cool yeah I I think I'm gonna watch a movie that has Shia, Shia LaBeouf, LaBeouf is like accidentally refamousing himself. <laughs> no, because it's gonna be like a little indie movie. Yeah, but I love those movies. <laughs> because you like it, that doesn't mean he's famous again. Whatever. <laughs> you can't really unfamous yourself. No, you know if we're gonna have a discussion about success, that guy <laughs> has some things to say. Oh, I bet he does. Maybe we should email him. He's weird. He might just say yes. He might. He might just come to our podcast and then just scream about how you should light do your it. computer on fire. Uh, <coughs> there's so many quotes that I want to read you during the course of this podcast, and now I'm thinking of a Shia one. What is it? Have you, you've seen that video where he's screaming and flexing a lot? No. It's like it's like was that your quote? No, there's like a there's like a famous video where he's like just yelling at the camera about how you need to go out and make your dreams happen. Okay, and there's a part where he says, "Yesterday you said today." Okay, that doesn't mean anything to you. Um, when he says, "I have a, a, an issue with." The, the tenses and, and things. When he says, yesterday you said today. Sorry, yesterday this... you said tomorrow. I think he says okay. yesterday you said uh, today, okay. but right, but yeah. it's what he means. I was like, I'm just not clear on which day he's he's Great, now to. we're going to be sued for libel by Shia LaBeouf because I couldn't remember which tense he used. <laughs> um, okay. 
Yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> I, I get. I see what he's driving at here. I think <laughs> cocaine. That's, <laughs> that's what he's driving at. I don't know. Did he? I don't know if he was a drug person. I think. I don't just, fucking know. I'm sure he does drugs, right? Okay, we're gonna have to cut oh, all God, of this I'm stuff out because you are really. Li- he's never gonna come on the podcast <laughs> if you're just shit talking him. Um, I don't know if he does drugs. I have no idea. I have no proof. Okay. I've not. Maverick loves the movie Holes. By the way, loves it. No, but I do really like Eagle Eye, and I do really like Enemy of the State too. Sure, and I Will Smith is white this time. I really, really like the Rear Window remake. I don't remember what it's called. Disturbia. I like that movie a lot. Rear Window is a great plot to (laughs) yeah. Um, I don't think they acknowledge it as a rear window update or re- reboot, so maybe it is just a ripoff. God, we're so going to get sued. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Eagle Eye is really good. Uh, Holes Mr. is... Mr. LaBeouf, I would just like to separate my own views from that of Maverick Atterbury and the Flannel Cakes podcast if you'd like to come on my new show. Uh... <laughs> Holes is one of my all-time favorite books. That's all I'll say about that. But but do you buy the copy that has the movie poster on Fuck the front? No, I read that movie. I read the book <laughs> ten years before that movie came out. Okay. Yeah, we got off on the tangent there. Pretty far. <laughs> Pretty far off. So Maverick, how did you feel about the movie? Anything you need to unpack? Well, I wanted to say how, like, what I, what character I related to, mm-hmm. because I did feel so much um, relation to Chris Gethard's character. Oh, I thought you were going to say Mike Birbiglia because you guys both have beards. <laughs> Mike Birbiglia does have a pretty sweet beard in the movie and he's shirtless a lot. If you wanted to see shirtless Mike Birbiglia. Is he? Yeah, he has his shirt off a lot in it. Okay. In all the podcasts I listened to, he talked about how like really horribly uncomfortable it made him to do that so much. I j- honestly, Mr. Birbiglia, I didn't even notice. So it like... I wasn't scarred by it at all. Did you notice that? Kim- I, I bet you wouldn't have noticed if you hadn't heard him talk about it all that. Did you? Mm, did you notice that Key Mikey also had his shirt off? No. Did you notice that Chris Gethard was naked in one scene? Yes, I did notice that part. <laughs> that part was very funny. <laughs> like at first, I thought he was wearing whitey tighties or something like that, yeah. or a sock, or, or something like that. And then, mm. like the like, you kind of get the indication that he was just totally naked. And it um, was very funny. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I felt I felt a lot of, of relation to Chris Gethard's character because there is a scene where he kind of blows up with anger and gets really upset about the fact that some, something that I've struggled with so much, mm-hmm. which is that one of the things about success is you can put in all the work and you can work really fucking hard at yeah. what you want and try mm-hmm. at it every day. And on top of that, you can be incredibly talented. You can be really good at the thing, whether it's innate talent or talent that you earned and worked at through effort. And you can take those two things, your effort and your talent, and put them together. Patting yourself on the back real hard here. (laughs) I didn't mean to. Mr. Most Talented Hardest Working Man in the World? I'm sorry. God, I'm just trying to talk about my feelings about the movie, and every turn I take, you're pooping on me. Just blood pooping all over me. Well, you should be used to it. I'm practicing for my bird career. 
When, when are you going to enter the bird field? Are you getting an entry-level bird position? The bird field just sounds like a field full of birds. If you're an entry-level bird person... I think you have to start out as like a sparrow or a pigeon. Does that mean someone's going to vomit in your mouth if you're an entry-level bird person? I think so. Will you be building your own house? I think I might get one of those prefab things. I bet those are all taken. Those are primo. I'll just camp out for next year. Do you think birds are jealous of other birds that live in birdhouses? Oh. Wait, just stupid question. When birds move into birdhouses, uh-huh. they just build the same house that they would have built outside anyway, right? A nest. Yeah. They just, they just build a nest yeah. in there. And yeah. that's, like, not that much better than a regular nest, right? But it's a little more sheltered from the elements and predators. Okay, sorry. Just checking. Just checking. Uh, it's not like they're just like setting up couches and and like yeah, like like a really heavy wind doesn't come along and like knock their birdhouse down. Right, right. Okay, I bet those spots are all taken, dude. It, maybe God, it's like I'm a Pokemon. Gonna be good at being a bird. Maybe it's like a Pokemon gym, and you just gotta battle it. I'm down. Yeah, I got nothing to lose. <laughs> um. You, like birds have a, a Pokemon, but it's just Caterpies and Weedles. Like you, you, <laughs> they just call it food. Yeah, you can just you you might have a better Caterpie or Weedle than the other guy today, but tomorrow he might have a better one than you. The trick is to not eat all your own Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to steer the ship, but like. Every time I try to this steer it to what I want... Well, it's just that every time I try to want to steer it to what I want to talk about, you keep, like... And so I don't know if I should just move on or keep trying to go back. You're the captain now. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> Irish, look at me. I am the captain now. Um, Should I go back? What do you want to talk about? Either I want to talk about this Chris Gethard thing. Do it. There's... He's got all the talent and all the hard work. And okay, 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 okay. Yeah. This will this will tie in nicely to you saying that I sounded like I was mm-hmm. full of myself. It's not that Chris Gethard has the most talent and the most uh, effort in the world. It's that he feels that he does. He feels that he's put in the work and he's talented yeah. enough to succeed in the industry that yeah. he lives in. And what I was trying to say is that you can have all of those things, whether it's in your own mind or not. And sometimes, occasionally, it still doesn't matter. It Yeah. No, that's it's just, totally right. Um, you know, the show focuses on a, like a fake Saturday Night Live show. And there's a Lorne Michaels type character. And Lorne Michaels is known for just making weird decisions that no one understands and yeah. he'll never explain to you why he made them. Mm-hmm. And so, like, without spoiling anything... That was a, a big thing on Mark Maron. Yes. Is that for years he he had had the Saturday Night Live audition and for years and years oh, agonizing over what was the thing I messed up? What was the thing I didn't do right? Did I rub someone the wrong way? Did I not do this correctly? Was I not good enough at this? Is it a personal, political thing? And he went years and years without ever getting an answer. And Lauren probably thought about it for six seconds. Yeah, if that. Yeah. And he just made a decision, we're going with this guy, not Mark, and 
then then Mark thought about it for twenty years. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's a there's a Lorne Michaels type character, and without giving anything away, he at some point in the movie makes a decision that maybe you as the viewer think this isn't the the right decision. This isn't the most logical thing that you would pick. And Chris Gethard feels like, well, like you know why why not me? Yeah. It was he didn't choose to put Pete Holmes on Weekend Live. <laughs> Pete Holmes making a great cameo appearance. It was so great. I I wanted to cheer. I like yeah. I wanted to applaud and woo, but I knew you'd be really mad at me. Me and the other lady who was in the theater. There was one fucking person, and she probably would have rolled her eyes at you. Oh wow! Well then, I'm dead. Well, you were awfully worried about how she might react to seeing your other emotions. <laughs> I don't know. I was just really happy that Pete was in a movie and he did so good in and it. And that he didn't get cut out of it this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, do, so do, do you understand why I wanted... I said I wanted to talk to you about that Malcolm yeah. Gladwell book. Do you understand why I wanted to talk about yeah, that? Yeah, because it, it covers a lot about luck, basically. Yes. Being an outlier. About how <clears throat> luck can play a huge part in success and yeah. how... It doesn't matter sometimes if you work hard and you have the talent. You can just be lucky. And Well, we've talked about this before. I was like, have you ever just... Like, you know, sometimes you just meet someone and for no re- Like, everyone could love them and tell you how great this person is. And for some reason, you meet them and you're just like, don't like that guy. Just, just something about him. And when you go into, like, a job interview or something, that... Uh, the person behind that desk could have the same reaction to you. You could look slightly similar to someone who, like, caused them childhood trauma. Yep. And they might yep. not even yep. recognize it, but just the second they lay eyes on you, there's like, nope, I don't like nope, something off. Before we saw the movie, like, and on the suck. Ca- Yeah. On the car ride there, we had, a, we had a little discussion about how a lot of people think that Goldeneye... <laughs> for Nintendo 64 is the best video game ever. It's and not I'll, even the best James Bond game. It's ever. not even the best James Bond game. Okay. This is a very, I, I realize a lot of people are screaming right now. Yeah. I'm going to tell you why you like that game. It's because you have fond memories of playing it with your friends. Yeah. Goldeneye for you is not just Goldeneye. It's it's Goldeneye. It's the way that 64 controller fit into your hand. It was the brand new Christmas present. It was Mountain Dew and popcorn all night long. You Up till 2 a.m. with the Mountain Dew, you were finally getting away from your parents and getting sleepovers with your friends and getting to have fun nights doing whatever you wanted to do and you felt like the kings of the world. Yep. And that game represented all of that to you and then they made a better video game sorry (laughs) yeah uh we have differing opinions on which one the best is it's not that one in in my opinion the world is not enough takes everything that was great about goldeneye and then adds more good things here's what we can't agree on it's not the best first person shooter that rareware made for the nintendo 64 console We have different opinions about what that very specific genre is. Yeah. But it's not Goldeneye. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Right? And so, Goldeneye got lucky. Yeah. And also, it was 
the first James Bond movie to come out in like 20 years or yeah. ten, at least over a decade. Yeah. And so it was a lot of our first introduction to the James Bond thing. It was like probably a bonding thing for fathers and sons too. A lot of dads were into Bond and they got to take their son to the first Bond movie. You're it, saying Bond a lot right now. It, it's a way for fathers and sons to bond over Bond. Is, is that where fathers and sons do this yeah. silhouette together? And you know what dads love? Gold bond. <laughs> <laughs> they no. take their son to the bank, they pick up some savings bonds. Okay. Oh, nice. <laughs> you gotta remember Barry Bonds. That's all I got. Um, okay, you gotta remember that I don't know anything about James Bond. Yeah. Is that, like, a real thing that when GoldenEye came out, like, up people our generation it's, were, like, exposed to him? 007 is not... Star Wars, but there are definitely people who are major fans of it. But, like, were there people our age when that movie came out who had never been exposed to it and that was their first exposure and yeah. now they still like James Bond because of that movie? Is that a thing? Well, it got a little hard to like James Bond for a little while, but Daniel Craig saved it. What did you mm. What did you think of that movie when you were that of age? Of Goldeneye? Yeah. I thought it was awesome. You got Mr. Cool Pierce Brosnan doing all sorts of cool shit. He's got a laser watch. He's, you know, why wouldn't you love that movie? Right. He jumps off of a dam with the bungee cord. He's and this he is rescues not... a hot chick. He 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 has sex with the gorgeous Famke Janssen. Famke Janssen's in that movie. Yeah, Fuck, she, she's, she's old. She plays Zenya on the top. Zenya on the top. Zenya on the top. So Halle Berry's not in that movie. No. What's that movie called? Die Another Day. And those are the only two that Pierce did? No, he also did The World Is Not Enough. Right. I I don't know anything about that movie. And then he did that one, it was like the weirdest one. Robin Williams was in it and he What? Like, Robin Williams is in a Bond yeah, movie? He He goes undercover as an old woman. And he's, like, against Pierce Brosnan, and at one point he tries to assassinate wait, him with fruit. Wait, stop it. <laughs> I know what you're doing. <laughs> it took you so long. I know what that movie is. <laughs> That's not funny. I don't know anything about Bond. You used my unintelligence. Mrs. Nightfire. <laughs> we just shook hands. <laughs> Rap. That's it. We don't need any more podcasting tonight. Uh, we got it. Are, are we wrapping up on Don't Think Twice here? This isn't how I wanted this to go at all, but uh, I guess I can't... It never is. I can't expect the podcast to go a certain way, so let's move on from the well, movie. I just want to... We went to a really cool theater to see it. I like that place. So... Um, but the last time we were there, we had another interesting <laughs> movie interaction. Much like the whoa guy. It's something that we just remember. <laughs> Are you okay? Yes. I gotta... I, we gotta have some lols in here, too. Uh, I wanted... Th I, 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 I'm sorry. I can't, I can't plan for how the podcast is gonna go. I mean, you can try. Uh, so we saw the movie Birdman another great movie at the same artsy theater in indianapolis and there weren't very many people there it was a lot of old couples i think mm -hmm. yep and a we lot were... of people who didn't know what birdman was going to be and i'm not going to spoil the end of birdman for you but 
if you've seen it, it doesn't matter if you've seen it. It's a great movie. You should watch it. So we went into the bathroom afterwards, and we were peeing at the urinals, and there was one of the old guys standing there next to us, and he goes, hey, what did you guys think of the movie? And we're like, it was, it was really good. And he's like, I liked it too. I don't know why I had to get all weird at the end. I mean, I don't know why it couldn't have been normal. <laughs> yeah. I, so that that's like one of our one of our go-to inside jokes is I just I just don't understand why he couldn't be all normal at the end. So <laughs> when we went to the bathroom after this movie, I, I had to give a shout out to that guy cuz we we needed a chuckle. <laughs> what what a like Midwest Indianapolis moment that you're like at an art house theater seeing an art house movie. And then at the end, you just get slapped with the reality of this is what it's like to live in the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, if that, what if that guy's quote was like one of the critic quotes on the poster? <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Re- redo all the movie posters, but with like things that your parents would say about a movie. <laughs> I don't have any of those ready to go. I'm sorry. It's, like, it's just a Jim Jarmusch movie and the <laughs> the quote would just be like, that was such a piece of shit. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Well, who, what, that, that your quote could be on the bottom of that poster. I don't even know who this guy is. Is that a director? Yeah. What did he do? Uh, Dead Man is the one that I remember most. Dead Man Walking? No, Dead Man. It's a Johnny Depp movie in black and white. Okay. He's a very artsy director. Okay. Got it. Notice I'm not saying he's a very great director, just that he's very artsy. Let's talk about the Venture Brothers. Yeah, so we watched a cartoon, guys. There was also a cartoon. Uh, our favorite show. We did watch our favorite show, The Venture Brothers. We needed to watch our favorite show. <laughs> yeah, we watched... Um, our- is it your favorite episode? I, You know, I think so. I think the reason I love it so much is that it fully encompasses everything that the show is about. Yep. In one episode. Yeah. It's a tight 22 it's, minutes. As you know, and I, I know you do the same thing, it's how you would introduce someone to the show. Yes. Yes. It's it's the sixth episode of the first season, so it is a great time to introduce someone. Uh, I think Dustin and I, to answer the question I asked you, I think the way Dustin and I agree on it is uh, Tag Sell You're It is our favorite episode. But Operation Prom is the best episode. Oh, yeah. I, I'm also a very big fan of uh, Orb. Right. Just because it was sort of mind-blowing of like, oh, I didn't realize all this stuff was going on. But, and, yeah, that's not important. Yeah, that's not important. So. Anyway, watch Venture Brothers. Yeah, start in with about, Tag Sale. In about four years, a new season will be out. and uh, You're going to be like our other friends who are like, oh, fuck that. I'm going to start at episode one. Don't fucking do it, because then you'll come back to us and tell us you don't like the show. Just fucking listen to us. Start with episode six. I also love the first episode. I don't know if I love it. My, my favorite part? They hit me with a truck. <laughs> uh, my favorite part is, uh, look at all those zeros. Oh, this isn't pesos. It's useless. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't... Okay, so this isn't really a discussion about Tag Sale You're It because it, I just feel like we picked an episode of our favorite show to launch off uh, as a launching point for our discussion we're having tonight about failure. Yes. And we can tie it to that episode if we want 
and I would encourage anyone to watch that episode. Well, just to give people an idea, if you don't watch the episode, and you totally should, it's about a second-generation super scientist, and he's not had a lot of luck himself, so he's selling off a lot of his successful father's things at a garage sale, or a yard sale, or a tag sale, as they call it. A tag sale. To drum up some cash. And in order to do that, like, the people of that community include, like, super scientists, super villains, superheroes, bad guys, all in the mix there. And... They come to this yard sale. You're you're getting the caliber of villains and heroes that go to a tag sale on the weekend. Yeah, it's but a Batman's not gonna be there. Yeah, and it it takes this very realistic war between good and evil and spoils it down to the most mundane thing of going to a garage sale. Yeah, Um, that's enough description of that episode. What I really wanted to get to was. We've read about this show that the big overarching theme of this show is it's about failure. And every character in the show is a failure in one way or another. Yeah, and not only are they failures, but they're struggling with that failure. And in a lot of cases, having doubts about if that's even what they wanted at all. That's a big thing, uh... Hank and Dean, the the Venture Brothers that the show is named for, have this Maybe. Ex- yeah, well, okay. But they they have expectations placed on them by their father about what they need to do, and he had those same expectations placed on him by his very successful father. So no matter what he does, he still feels in the shadow of his own father. Like failure is basically his life like from birth is you will never be the success that your father is and so he's like entrenched in failure from his earliest memories because there's a lot of flashbacks in the show to when he was a young boy adventurer with his super successful dad and he is miserable and unhappy and all of those yeah yeah definitely and and it, it translates to every character. I mean, we could we could name anybody on the show and talk mm-hmm. about why their life didn't go I, a good way I mean, and they're, why they're in this cast of characters. A lot of them are flawed, but they all seem just a little bit lost. Like they they didn't fail because they're bad at whatever it is they do. It's one of those things where a lot of things are out of your control too. Can I read you a quote? Um, yeah, okay. I don't mean to disappoint. <laughs> I just so rarely hit the mark. You, you, you messed up. What does that line mean to you, Jack? <laughs> it's, I don't aim to disappoint. I just so rarely hit the mark. <laughs> I don't know what you're referencing. I'm referencing a different song. Oh, okay. <clears throat> no, that's a line from a song that you wrote. Yeah, it's been a while. What is that what does that line mean to you, Jack? I like to think I wrote it pretty straightforward. <laughs> I mean I, I realize it's like it's like a clever turn of phrase, but it's still it's it's all right there in front. <laughs> yeah. And you used to sometimes open shows with that. Just saying most, that most of them, yeah. Just saying that several times in a row. 
And then I eventually turned it into a song, as you mentioned. <laughs> yeah, I just used to like to warn people, like, hey, I'm not going to try to let you down, but just let's not get our hopes up here. We'll all walk away from this happier. Um, I'm looking at my list here. Uh, I want to talk about something else about failure. Oh, okay. There's, um... There's a question that you've asked me many times about... Is it... Does it stink in there? (laughs) I just wanted to be serious. (laughs) You know that I can't do that And I should accept it. I should be more accepting of it. No, that's a whole other thing, but go ahead. (laughs) Um, so you've asked me so many times, am I going to abandon this podcast someday? Yeah. Because I, I do have career goals Mm -hmm. and they're in the opposite direction of this podcast. And you know what it's like to have different goals pulling you in different directions. I remember a time in your life where you were like, my job, my girlfriend, my band are pulling me in three separate ways. Like you're being drawn and quartered. Well, not quartered. It would be thirded because there's only three horses there. Sure. Yeah, I, I guess. You know, one on one arm, one on okay. another arm, one on your penis. Which um, <laughs> one was pulling on the penis? Doesn't matter. Your penis okay. is getting ripped off Ooh. by a horse. Okay. So, um, so like, you know, you've asked me, am I going to go and pursue my career goals someday and abandon this podcast? And... Every time you've asked me, because you're not coming with me, and and no. I and I and and you ask me over and over again, and, and I where, and I, where you're going, I can't follow. Right, and I always tell you that I don't know, and I'm I'm gonna reveal a truth to you here. Okay. What really fucking bothers me about my incessant I don't know answering. Is that there have been so many times in the history of our friendship, which is like coming up on a decade or so, Uh where I've asked you really important this or that questions, and you've said, I don't know, and I remember how mad I got. There are many times that I've been like, are you going to do this, or are you going to do that? You were mad at me? Not... Not mad, but, like, annoyed, like, frustrated. Like, oh, why can't he give me an answer to that question? Like, why doesn't he just know? And and I and it, that's what's really bothering me is that, like, you asked me. Now you understand that it sucks. It because, doesn't, it doesn't just suck to not get an answer. It sucks to not have the answer. It's not even like I have a slight inkling of an answer. It's like I literally just don't know. Right. And then, and then that, and then that raises so many other questions of, like, uh, like on the end of the job, it raises the question of like, well, am I ever going to just go try to pursue my dreams? And on the side of the podcast, it answers, the, it raises the question of, what are we really doing this for anyway? Like, we love this; it's a labor of love, and we do enjoy doing the work, and it doesn't stress me out because it's really fun to do this. It stresses you out sometimes. It's a stress that I I feed off of. It's not a stress that weighs me down. I love the stress that my podcast puts me through. But, like, just the other day, 
you you asked me, you were like, how many people actually listen week to week? Like, we have numbers. We know how many listens our podcasts yeah. get. And but I mean, you said, how many people actually listen week to week? And we made a list. And I'll, I'll just tell you now, we used our fingers. <laughs> I mean, we counted I, on yeah. our fingers. Yeah. And it's like, I remember we saw, we went to that panel, and those guys were like... We were bef- like, 1,000... 2,000, 3,000. <laughs> <laughs> we had to use all of our fingers. Yeah. No, um, we went to that panel, and those guys were like, we should mention the panel we're talking about is we went to like a how to make your podcast successful panel. By the Cantina cast. They were yeah, like, yeah, give the them host. a shout yeah. out. But those guys were like, we asked ourselves so many times, who are we doing this for? Because we do enjoy the work. But like, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, are we doing it for us? At least half. At least half. Uh, there's something about... This ties into when I was in a band. Uh, one of my bandmates, who was an exceptionally negative, hateful person, uh, <laughs> suggested that that uh, being in a band itself and wanting to perform... And doing anything like that is inherently narcissistic because you're saying, I'm doing a thing and it's important enough that you should want to pay attention to it. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. But my retort to him was always, but this is a thing I love and I want to share that with other people. Like, not just things I make. Like, so I like, think that's a great point, like too. Just Venture Brothers. I have no stock in that. They don't pay me. They don't give a shit about me. They don't know who I am. But I I really love it. And so if I meet someone who I think might enjoy it, I'm like, please, you've got to check this out. Like, I think you'll like this. You can enjoy this with me. I think both <clears throat> of the points that you and that guy made there are really great points. And I don't know who's <clears throat> right there. Both, probably. You know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it, it comes down to, are we narcissistic assholes for even bothering to record this conversation? <clears throat> or are we just people who enjoy this and think other people might enjoy it? And, and the answer is yes. <laughs> <clears throat> Man. It's, it's fucking rough. Life is hard, and sometimes you need to get ice cream. Yeah, <clears throat> or I, cereal. Uh, cereal's still a great comfort food. I, I'm trying to think of what to say next, and I feel like you just put a little good bow on it, and we are at an hour right now. Good bow, everybody. <sighs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> if you enjoyed this horribly <laughs> Then you are depress- a sadist. <laughs> yeah, if you enjoyed this horribly dis- oh, wait, no, depressing conversation that You're we just masochist. had... Whatever. Well, either they're a masochist be- for enjoying Christ. it, or they're a sadist because they enjoy our misery. I don't care. However you like it. If you're the S or you're the M, we hope we hope you listen. And you know what? The BDs can listen too. And the BBWs and sure. Uh, what are some other things? Uh, Milf. That's people forget that Milf is an acronym. Yes, I yeah. I do forget that MILF is an acronym. Actually, <laughs> um, what's in now? I just want to think of more of these. This is good. Uh, I got none. 
gangbang. <laughs> Wait, not that's a... that's not a th- that's not what we're. What if I just like what if gangbang was an acronym and I just rattled off for you what it is and you just never knew that? Go, G. Give me a G. Group. Okay, great start. A. Um, activities. N. Not. G. Going. B. Because. Hey. I'm trying to like. Compl- I'm trying what? to skip ahead, and I need to just focus on the A. One of those A's has to be anal, right? Because anal. In. Never. G. You got it. No, you don't have it. Okay, it's me. I'm leaving it to you. I feel like everything you've said makes absolutely no sense. This is a t-shirt, though. <laughs> no one's going to want to wear a gangbang t-shirt. If, if we get this G, it's a t-shirt. Because, okay, let's review. Let's golly, review. Let's that's just, what it should be. Just Because anal never just dot, 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 golly. <laughs> no, let's review and maybe it'll just come out naturally, okay? okay? What G we, is for the I already forgot where group. G is. Okay, group... Activities never going because anal never golly <laughs> nailed it <laughs> nailed it. Uh, if you enjoyed this discussion, uh, we release new episodes every Saturday morning. We usually talk about cartoons and cereal. We uh, yeah, we didn't really talk about cereal. Not this week. We're not. Well, we do every other week. Uh, we always feature cartoons that's, and cereal. That's we try- all of the other weeks, not every other week. Like, yeah, we try to have great guests. Uh, our Twitter is flannel underscore cakes. Our email is flannelcakespodcast at gmail dot com. So I subscribe. Subscribe to us. Get yeah, your friends to subscribe. Take, iTunes. Just take people's phones and subscribe to us. Write a review. Yeah. Leave five stars. Um, I feel like if there was ever a week. For audience participation via email, this is it. Yeah, like, tell us your failure stories and success stories. And also, uh, if you would like to send cookies or ice cream to the Flannel Cakes podcast, email us. We'll get you a mailing address. Fuck. Sorry. Mm. I want to say that I don't know if I'm apologizing to me or to you or to the audience, but I'm sorry I tried so hard to steer this conversation. I know I did, and I know it was wrong of me, and I'm sorry. Well, we hit plenty of rocks. <laughs> or bergs. Now or our ship is a mess. Yeah. All right, well, did we do it? You feel good? I feel better than after that movie. <laughs> I, I think you could only go up from there. I hope so. Good bow, everybody. <laughs>